Welcome to the podcast of the River Anglican Church in Blacksburg, Virginia. Today, Deacon Mary McDonald has a very special epiphany message for us called Star Trek. Here's Mary. Good morning and happy Epiphany Sunday, Three Kings Day. Uh, my name is Mary McDonald. I am a missionary with the Society of Anglican Missionaries and Senders and a deacon here at the River Anglican Church. Last week, Scott Cranmer did a great job uh, sharing from Acts about the Holy Spirit. And because I couldn't really top his illustration of the bare-chested bicycle brigade escapades, <laughs> I had to go back into history and find the achievement of another Anglican deacon. Did you know that an Anglican deacon named John Hopkins wrote We Three Kings? It's true. So um, just to let you know that deacons, uh, we can ride bicycles and sing as well. So um, I'm delighted to be with you in person today and also each of you who are online joining us. Please pray with me. Lord God in heaven, be with us today. And as you spoke to the wise men with a guiding star, please guide our hearts and our minds in a powerful way to draw us ever closer to your Savior. In Christ's precious name, amen. How many of you are Star Trek fans? All right. Who knows when the first Star Trek was? 1963. Very close. Only about 2,000 years ago. <laughs> Unlike the Star Trek movie, they did not. Oh, sorry. Got a slide coming up. Um, if you could turn your Bibles, because the Bible is the best place to find the answers to these hard questions, like when was the first Star Trek? Uh, please turn in your Bible to Matthew 2. And there it is. I will read. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw, saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. This was the first Star Trek some 2,000 years ago. Unlike the Star Trek movie, they did not just go to explore outer space, but the first star trackers came to worship, to worship Christ. When did it actually happen? When Christ was a newborn or perhaps a few years later? Recently, I saw a lovely crash, and in the manger scene, there were no wise men. They were actually on a table on the other side of the room to signify that the wise men were still on the journey, perhaps maybe coming even two years later, based on Herod's command to kill the boys up to two years old. Well, today's reading for Epiphany Sunday, the word epiphany is from the Greek, meaning appearance or manifestation. And it was a moment when someone sees the light, like an aha moment. An epiphany celebrates the appearance of Christ to the Gentiles. This is such good news because it shows how much God loves us, the Gentiles, and how he has a plan for us, not just for the Jews. 
And just as the Magi had an aha moment, as we open God's word today, as we go to the communion table, as we kneel in prayer and imagine seeing the king of the Jews as the three kings, as we draw close to the Savior, we have an appearance or a manifestation of Christ in our hearts, in our minds. When we encounter the divine, we too worship him. Have you ever noticed when people pause to pray, there's a silent second as they come into the sacred space before prayer, an aha moment. Or who, who were these magi? Well, the word magi refers to the Persian priestly caste of those who are guided by the stars. They studied the stars. We get our word magic from magi. They were secular, and yet they were drawn to Christ. Like many today who don't know the Lord, yet they still speak of the magic of Christmas. But it's not like the magic the world knows We have the Holy Spirit, the supernatural power greater than any magician living inside of us. He is the divine. These magi followed a miraculous guiding star to the city of Bethlehem. Bethlehem means the house of bread. How appropriate for the creator of this world, the creator of time and place, to have Christ, the bread of life, be born in a city called the house of bread. These magi were not just some random star trackers. Christ was amazingly prophesied hundreds of years before. Isaiah 11 says, In that day there shall be a root of Jesse, which shall stand for an ensign, a banner of the people. It shall be to the Gentiles, and they shall seek it. And his rest shall be glorious. Numbers 24 says, I see him, but not now. I behold him, but not near. A star will come out of Jacob. A scepter will rise out of Israel. Micah reminds us, but you, Bethlehem, though you are small among the clans of Judah, out of you will come for me one who will be ruler over Israel, whose origins are from of old, from ancient times. You see, the expectation of a great king was far spread at the time of the nativity. Our desire Our Lord was the desire of all nations, especially because of the corruption and the brutality of the Roman Empire. The brutal king Herod conferred with the chief priests and teachers of the law, and they confirmed from this prophecy of Micah that Christ would be born in Bethlehem. You see, the teachers of the law knew the word of God. But they were not seeking the Savior. 
It says that King Herod was disturbed in all of Jerusalem by the Magi's words that they saw the star and had come to worship the king of the Jews. But not one person, despite knowing the scripture, acted on it. Wouldn't you have been a bit curious and at least follow the wise men to see if it was true? But their religion was one of politics. Herod was not interested in worshiping, but only in killing. He was not interested in the power of God, but his own political position. Do our conversations sometimes lead more about our political views than our talk about the blood of Christ? In contrast to Herod, the Magi went to much trouble and expense to pack up their camels. How many of you have ever ridden a camel? Few people, right? They're kind of (laughs) nasty. They're smelly. They will bite you, and they make terrible noises when you get on if they don't like you. (laughs) So these Magi, they packed up their camels to leave their homes and seek the king of the Jews. Well, each of us have our own stuff to pack up and take on our spiritual journeys. And it can be very difficult to go deeper with the Lord. But these verses are good examples of staying on the journey. The purpose of the journey was twofold. To worship him and then to give him their gifts. This is where the tradition of giving presents at Christmas is derived. When the three kings arrived, they opened their treasures and presented their gifts, gold, symbolizing kingship and royalty, frankincense, since a symbol of deity, the aroma of Christ, and myrrh, in which Christ would be embalmed after his crucifixion. At Christmas, we all receive gifts, right? Who received gifts? Everybody, right? Some we really wanted, and some we sort of put on the shelf. Some we're going to re-gift to others. During COVID, many of us have taken up new hobbies. Well, since I'm now a McDonald, I decided that I would try to learn the bagpipes, okay? I thought I could serve the Lord by playing bagpipes, maybe even on the worship team. Who doesn't Who doesn't want a bagpipe on your worship team? The ministry opportunities would be endless. I was told that to learn to play bagpipes, you begin on a chanter. So having no idea what that was, I asked for one for Christmas. Opening the present Christmas morning, I was underwhelmed. Very small and unimpressive, right? No resemblance to the glorious bagpipes that I had wanted to play. So correctly, not to bang them. Right? Here are the glorious bagpipes, right? Well, I saw that little chanter, and then I read how much work it was going to be 
to learn to play. And it's possible I just put it back in its box and back on a shelf (laughs) until yesterday when I pulled it out. (laughs) You see, I became a bagpipe slacker. And as I was preparing this sermon, I was reading the book we'll be using in the master plan called The Master Plan of Evangelism. We'll be using this for the next spiritual formation class. And I read what Robert Coleman said about another type of slacker. He writes, there is no place in the kingdom for a slacker. For such an attitude not only precludes any growth in grace and knowledge, but one must ask, why are so many professing Christians today are stunted in their growth and ineffectual in their witness? Why is the contemporary church so frustrated in its witness to the world? He goes on to say, there is a general indifference to the commands of God, or at least a kind of contented complacency with mediocrity. A contented complacency with mediocrity. Where is the obedience to the cross? Where is the self-denial and dedication? Many have become spiritual slackers. Well, each of us have been given gifts from the Lord. Are we obediently using them for his glory? Or have we decided ministry is too much work and we shelve our gifts, just like my chanter? Next month, we are beginning the spiritual formation group, first studying how Jesus discipled others. It takes hard work to learn and invest in the lives of others. But it's what we're called to do, fulfill the great mission. When we use our gifts, it glorifies God and brings fulfillment and blessing for now and for all of eternity. I've been so blessed by investing in the lives of others. There is no greater joy. But when we don't serve, not only do we miss the opportunity of being blessed and blessing others, but we also force others to have to overuse their gifts and they end up getting burned out. Or the ministry just can't continue because there aren't enough volunteers. Just a few examples. I know everybody is serving in great ways, and I want to thank everyone, but here are some examples. Without helping and volunteering with the children, there would be no children's education. Many help and set up and greet and help with the potlucks and fix coffee. Without you, there'd be no coffee. Without the wonderful worship team, no worship. Without the freezing security folks, no security. Without leadership, no vision and order. And without people doing evangelism and discipleship, there would be no church. In my bagpipe slacker example, because I didn't use my gifts and learn to play the chanter, I had to ask a nine-month pregnant woman to come and play the bagpipes, which she will do at the end of my sermon. 
And she's going to play a very wonderful stanza of We Three Kings on her glorious bagpipes. And I want you to ponder Christ's gift for you on the cross. Because the cross is God's gift to us. Robert Coleman reminds us, Jesus was a life of giving, giving away what the Father had given him. He gives us his peace by which he sustains in tribulation. He gives us his joy by which he labored among suffering and sorrows. He gives us the keys to the kingdom against which the powers of hell can never prevail. Indeed, he gives us his own glory, which was his before the world was made, that we might all be one in the Father. He gave all he had. Nothing was withheld, not even his own life. Love is like that. God is not a slacker giver. He gives all of this to us because God is love. And his love is always being given to each of us. What can we learn from the wise men? In closing, I have three application points. Number one, our journey. Perhaps you have been on your own Star Trek. Your own spiritual journey. Maybe now you're at a place that you want to know this Christ who the wise men and so many others have sought. God comes to us in the areas with which we are most familiar, to the shepherds in the fields, to the wise men by the star in the heavens, to you where you are sitting right now in the pew or on your sofa at home. Ask him to come into your life today and begin a new spiritual journey in 2022 with a Savior. Number two, our gifts. May the Lord have this year be the year we worship the Lord more wholeheartedly and present our gifts to him for his service, especially learning how to disciple others and discipling them. Will you pray for one person to share Christ with this year and disciple in their spiritual journey, their star track? Maybe he wants you to offer your gifts to him, or maybe he wants you not to do so much and just be with him. Stargazing. Number three, our gaze. Gazing is not being a spiritual slacker. To spend time with the Lord in silence and meditation, using the spiritual disciplines, must be done before and during the gift of giving used, the ministry, the gazing is the imagery of the star. It is central to the epiphany season in the narrative. 
The refrain of We Free Kings focuses on the star and invites us to join the Magi in following in its light. Guide us to thy perfect light. Ask the Lord for the desire to gaze more. Carve out the time in your schedule to gaze more into his perfect light this year and to fall and worship him like the wise men did. In closing, I would like to introduce someone who is not a bagpipe slacker, okay? She's actually performed and is a, what's the number, a number one grade A bagpipe player, and her maiden name is McDonald, so she has the Scottish roots. She's going to play one stanza of We Three Kings, and I'm going to have a slide up there that shows a stanza that we don't even, we don't usually sing or meditate on these words. But as she plays, I would like for us to ponder these words and ask the Lord for your own epiphany, your own appearance of Christ in your heart in a special way this year, 2022. the story does not end there. He lives and brings light to our dark world and gives us the power to serve his kingdom. Please pray with me. Dear Lord, take my life and let it be consecrated, Lord, to you. And if you haven't asked Christ to come into your life as he's drawn you to his light, All you have to do is say, Lord Jesus, take my sin. Come in to my life and make me the person you want me to be. Lord, help us to give in love as you so freely have given to us. Daily guide us to your perfect light. In Christ's name, amen. Thanks for joining us for this sermon from the River Anglican Church. You can find us on the web at theriverNRV.org, also on Facebook, and you can join us in person if you like on Sunday mornings at 9.15 at 110 Roanoke Street East, Blacksburg, Virginia, 24060. We hope to see you again next week.